0: What's up, Fighting Irish Faithful? And if you were not rocking and banging and fist pumping in your car as you heard that intro, then maybe you should just listen to another podcast. Welcome to the Fighting Irish Faithful podcast. This is season four, episode 10, Notre Dame 2 0, uh, heading into NC State. Our first actual Power Five team we're going to play here, a team that's 1 0. I am joined by my co host, Red Snapper9098. Uh, on the Twitter here in live from the West Coast. We'll get to the surf report uh, soon here (laughs) since we've got some uh, Southern California punk here uh, uh, bringing us in tonight. Uh, Strong, coming in strong, coming in hard because Notre Dame is a foe to be reckoned with. And though, you know, there's a bunch of other bullshit teams above them in the rankings. But quite frankly, I've said it before and I've said it again. Uh, I'm not going to look at the rankings for, and and pay much attention to them the first three weeks. So next week, okay, let's talk about rankings. But you know, let's let's Notre Dame and or other teams get you know three whatever how many weeks in, and then we'll start talking about it. Anyway, this is the Fighting Irish Faithful Show. Thank you for joining us. We are part of the Dos Leprechauns Media Circus Universe uh, Sphere Hemisphere dictatorship what do you call us i don't know we're we're on sleprechauns check us out on facebook and our youtube channel but fighting ours faithful is on spotify and itunes so thank you for everyone for your patronage and listenership um and other news i actually printed business cards uh well ordered them they haven't arrived yet but ordered business cards because I don't know about you guys, but like when I see Notre Dame people like at Costco or out in public and, you know, I'm I, maybe I'm just a little aggressive when I'm like, yeah, Co-Irish, woo! You know, I don't exactly do that. But I, and maybe this is just the function of Notre Dame fans or, you know, Notre Dame stadium environment that is just very subdued. <laughs> but I find that it's, uh, you know, some fans are either like really hardcore or they're just like. Oh, uh, ah, and I'm like scaring them off. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see how that goes. But, uh, yes, we finally printed business cards here. Oh, and the boss is coming in. Dos cons. Boss, you there? You're on mute. Oh, oh no, he's on mute. He just, he's just listening in. So, okay, we got to be in Hello? our best behavior. There he is. Jason. Somebody's
1: getting a write-up. Somebody's getting a write-up. <laughs>
0: That's okay. You can remember it on my performance review. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna,
1: we're going to actually uh, drop your salary. Now you owe me money.
0: <laughs> I owe myself money, all right? You can go if you want some yeah. money, all right? You go go stand on the the you know freeway off ramp. <laughs> yeah.
1: hey, you, you guys doing okay? Did you guys stretch before. I don't want to have any random cramps pop up.
0: I will not have cramps and I did not have Taco Bell, so I don't know.
1: Okay. <laughs> hey,
0: Although I did the, have a the, burrito the grill, for the grill lunch.
1: Has been, uh... <laughs> <laughs> the drill ha- the deed has been done prior to podcast. I just want to make sure we- nobody has any ID around here. If you know what I mean. That's right. No, yeah,
0: not, not, not. We'll, we'll call. We'll call. Uh, yeah, call the health department or no, no, no. Was was it uh, uh, health and safety? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Clean up an aisle so seven. Yeah. <laughs> that will never ever ever not be hilarious oh, my oh gosh. no kidding and he will never
0: live that down no and no well and I've, I've, I've posted down. all sorts of you know yang on twitter to to, uh, to our uh to our uh I yeah I, w- I was gonna the first word that came to mind was comrade but that sounded way too communist so i was like f that um the patriots there we go yeah but they're kind of in a different sphere which which is fine you know you know jesus loves them too but yeah, i was just like I, i've sent those guys uh a, a couple of subtle reminders and they don't even recognize it. like if that happened to me i would totally own it be like oh yeah that was totally me yeah that totally happened well I- Oh, Rapita.
1: I said, if that happens, we're printing the t shirts, baby. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, no absolutely. problem. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, my, 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 uh, something broke down in, inside of me and just we had to roll. <laughs> that's when I go, Red Snapper, I'm so glad you're here. You're ready to take over. All right. Well, anyway, for, for everyone here, this is the boss. This is the, uh, the master of the of the dos leprechauns universe i I think we need to put your face on he-man's body and you know because he-man master of the universe right and um i gotta
2: say that bowl cut with your beard would look awesome that's what i'm saying (laughs)
0: yeah i mean he-man's a blonde but no like i i could just picture picture jason from dos leprechauns with with a you know, some sort of Notre Dame hat on with the beard, you know, the the full facial hair going on. But, you know, standing next to a lion on a chain and holding the sword <laughs> in like some sort of metal, you know, speedo. And, and that's that's Jason from those <laughs> leprechauns. Right. I, I think we need to get the uh, the art department on that right away.
1: I will. Uh, I'll, I'll,
0: I would I'll buy that T-shirt. I, and where I was, is
1: Mike you know, Sloan where we need him
0: where is Mike Sloan it, we'll we'll put him in the comments here um, <laughs> but yeah no we're uh, we're doing the NC State uh, pregame show and a little bit of some um reflections of TSU and then uh, we've got we've got the stat piece this week there's not a whole lot with NC State cuz they played one week it's not really a stat piece it's more of a Post game reflection slash inflection, and uh, we'll just leave it there. And and will hopefully that's a carrot for people to stay on later. So, boss, uh, we'll let you we'll let you get the uh, get the input here before we move on with the show.
1: Yeah, I mean TSU. It, it's I don't care who you are. You're coming to Notre Dame Stadium. You're coming to win. You're gonna put on your your A game. You're gonna that's your Super Bowl. All the super relatives out there. But um, you know I you can't be disappointed in any aspect of that game. I mean, defense played well with a lot of intensity with their hair on fire. Offensively, obviously we saw what this team can do when they're clicking on all cylinders. Um, I would say my only, and this is just such a minor little thing, but my only, I guess, gripe is at the beginning of the game, it seems like the O-line and the D-line, both of our, both of the groups in the trenches were kind of taking some plays off and maybe not taking it too seriously. We're not going to have that luxury uh, this Saturday. North Carolina State's lot won 16 of the last 17 home games, and that's where we're playing them is at their home. So, got to be ready to play. You know, Brendan Armstrong, their quarterback, is a guy that when he entered the portal this year, I was like, man, I would love for Notre Dame to get that guy. Mm -hmm. Didn't know Hartman was even a possibility, but he can play. He's obviously a dual threat guy. Um, You heard Freeman talk about. He doesn't want to have to have four guys spying a quarterback, but I think you're going to have to have at least one spy most of the game, if not all the game, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I I hope we see some of the athletes out there. God loves J.D. Bertrand, but I'd really like to see Jalen Snead a little bit more. I think Jack Kaiser will have a big role this week, um, and I think it'll be a chance for our, our uh, much maligned secondary to show what they can do.
2: No, yeah. oh, absolutely. I think, I think it's going to be pivotal for the defensive interior to really get a push, to really break down that pocket, get him basically running to the outside, and then it's going to be thrown on the run. So it's, it should give us plenty of opportunity for Morrison Island and a couple others.
1: Yeah. Now let me ask you this. How do you feel about our D-line matching up with their O-line? I, I put our O-line up against any D-line in the country. So what how do you think our how do you think our D-line fares up? I haven't done much research on their O-line. Anybody have any knowledge on that?
0: I mean for for me it's honestly it's very hard to to say. I mean, I mean they've played one game, right? And we've played two games against, you know, Navy who who let, let's face it, I don't you know, Navy's rebuilding with Brian Newberry and we played Tennessee State, you know. So teams with talent you know, last four years, average recruiting with 24-7 sports of 125 with Navy and 173 with Tennessee State. So now we jump over to NC State down to 46.5 over the last four years, which is like, whoa, you know, much better talent, which is expected. But it's still, you know, not even top 25. Um, whereas, you know, Notre Dame's 11.5 over the last four years. So, you know, But to to answer your question, I I really don't know because because and and that's going to be kind of one of one of the things here, you know, and and maybe it's because we've been hurt before as Notre Dame fans and I'm reserved, but I'm not 100 percent sure of how Notre Dame is going to do this week. Do I think we'll win? Yes. Do I think we'll cover the seven and a half points that we're getting this year? Or, or this game, absolutely. I, I think that's a ludicrous score given, you know, the statistics that we'll go into later today. But for God's sakes, I mean, th- there's there's no question that Notre Dame has better players, better talent. But at the same time, we haven't yet been tested against someone in the Power Five, and so so I'm going to be very, you know, logical and op- and yet optimistic about this whole situation.
2: For me it's going to come down to firing off the ball. Where you run defense on against Navy, the triple option, it's the defensive line is a little bit more read and react whereas, you know, you go into TCU, we were just bigger and so we could push guys around, but even still it looked like they were still kind of reading and reacting. I want to see the defensive line fly off the ball and take up space you know get through the gaps occupy you know whether it's the a gap or b gap but i want to see them really come off the ball hard and fast and i think that's going to be the difference if we can win the line of scrimmage then that's going to be the determinant
0: you know and, and that's a good point you make red snapper that with the line of scrimmage and and you know our our, our uh... Our, our He-Man, Master of the Universe, Universal Leprechauns here. Um, what what else do we call He-Man? I don't know. I'll, we'll just call you He-Man. He-Man here is is talking about line of scrimmage and can our offensive line match up. You know, I'm very curious about how the offense does this year now, um, under a new offensive line coach versus Harry Heastan, who was here for Rifted a year and departed. Yeah. And, and you know, I've done some reflection and done a little bit of analysis on this. And, yeah, it was good. And, it, you know, everyone remembers the Martins and Ronnie Stanley and some of these guys. But is that necessarily because of Heestand and his coaching or these guys were just amazing talents? You know, and, and I don't want to be unfair or kind or whatever. I'm, you know, the jury's still out on this one, you know, on what my true opinion of Heestand really is overall it's positive i'm not here to you know dump on them and everything but if we're going to be objective and be very data oriented i'm very very curious on how our offensive line does this year and and as we move on this you know going forward um about you know just like to your point jason we should dominate we should kick their ass quite frankly and sometimes that didn't happen in past years under Heestand. Now maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe that's a Kelly Brian Kelly thing. I don't know.
2: I, um, I would say it's more Reese and his calling of the offense. I think. Yeah, but that was last games, year. I'm,
0: I'm I'm kind of thinking of Heestand like in aggregate aggregate, you know, beyond just last year. So you know, again, there, there's so much more more to digest, you know, with. The past and what's going on this year i mean look like i said we we played two games against two teams you know one of them i never even heard of until two years ago right um, and i'm not that's not navy we we really don't know what what this offensive line can do yet and for the for, and the next piece of that is you got a new offensive coordinator you got a new quarterback i mean Let's face it. When you have a good quarterback back there, everybody looks good. Even the defense looks good. I mean, you know, think think of the weight that pulls off the defense when it's like, this isn't twenty twelve when it's like the offense can't do crap, and the defense has to come in and save the day. But thank God we have M- Manti Te'o. Uh, that is not what's going on right now, right? That doesn't mean our defense is poor or bad or anything of that nature. But when you have a good offense that's putting up, you know, 40, 50 points, you know, everyone can feel good and just just ride the wave. And 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 that that's that's a good time for you, Red Snapper, to put in the uh, the the surf report. Now that I just kind of teed you up there, but
2: <laughs> yes. well, since we're on it, it's. Uh... You know chest overhead, four to six bears coming out of the uh due west, so it's some good surfing right now. Get in those last couple hours
0: now. Now, what what time is uh, is if if I was going to head down to Newport tomorrow, uh, you know, when the sun you know breaks over the uh over the mountains here, would that be too late?
2: Oh, no, tomorrow morning should be good.
0: Excellent, excellent. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna be surfing some sand
0: dunes out here in Arizona. Nice, nice. Well, good. Well, Jason, Dos Leprechauns, He-Man, Master of the Universe—that is Dos Leprechauns. I appreciate you jumping on. We're gonna, we're gonna move on with the. Uh, I've got, I've got some things to say about the TSU game uh, uh, before we get into NC State, and and then the uh, the NC State uh, inflection reflection and and there's a reason for that hopefully people know what look, i'm talking look at about the
2: engineer with a play on words
0: <laughs> that's right Well, that's my jesuit uh, looks like
1: uh looks like we got lunch truck on as well i saw
0: you know, that lunch yeah, truck yeah. On. i put red snapper's co-host like here on. he can let whoever on, yeah. and then adam yeah. dowling's here and then jimmy joe's been on from the beginning <laughs> adam! Maybe, maybe maybe we'll get jimmy joe on here because because he's been on from the beginning uh and you know that was that was kind of a fun experience last week here uh Jason any last thoughts are you gonna stay on
1: uh no I gotta bounce i gotta go actually do I got a ticket a few weeks ago and I signed up to do the freaking online school or whatever oh I, I was hoping you would say
0: like you have stuff. to like like remove graffiti from the side of a wall or something
1: no 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 i just <laughs> it's it's a little less than that but no it's. Just, yeah, going to be fun. Can't wait. All right. So, go Irish. Let's beat the hell out of these guys Saturday and prove-
0: Look at you, criminal. Exactly. Yeah. I, I,
2: I want to see some Morrison Island this week. D- d- this is oh, Dulce yeah. Lepercons. We're Have rough around night.
0: the ad- edges. We get speeding tickets, you know, whatever, you know. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Jason Lynch. What's up? Yo, welcome back to the Fighting Irish faithful show, sir. At Lynch Mob ND. Where
3: are we at? Just making it home.
0: Bringing it home. We're about to about to digest into some Tennessee State uh, conversations here. Uh, Jimmy Joe is on here. I, I don't know if he had something to say here. Um, I don't know if he's on mute or whatnot. Can't tell.
2: He keeps he keeps bouncing on and off.
0: Jimmy Joe, if you're in there, unmute yourself. Jump back on. Hit the pink button, lower left hand corner. Otherwise, we're just gonna we're just gonna okay, move on.
4: Okay, can you hear me,
0: Jimmy Joe?
4: Hello,
0: Namaste. No,
4: Na- no, countryman, Namaste to you too. <laughs> uh,
0: well, oh. I, I was I was I'm just trying to trying to read the audience here. Welcome back to the Fighting Irish Faithful Show, Jimmy Joe at Jimmy underscore Joe twenty four on the twitter thank you
4: mr irishman who's polish how are you (laughs) uh
0: very happy to be podcasting with you tonight uh we're we're doing a recap of tennessee state which which we appreciate you uh jumping on um you felt bad for tennessee state i recall but at the same time uh you know we we got you know it's, it's it's a necessary evil to to defeat your foe, although we really don't have any bad blood with Tennessee state, but
4: oh, 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 But the thing I worry about what these teams we play, we, 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 sh- we shoot them out. We, <laughs> we, we, um, we beat them so badly. Are we going to do that coming up with, uh, NC state?
0: You know, I, I that's, the, I think the million dollar question here from Jimmy Joe here, um, Do we have the ability to do it? In my opinion, the answer is yes. Um, Do we know enough about NC State statistically to really convince ourselves? Uh, Probably not because we have a sample size of one. But here's the thing. They have one game, one win, but it's over UConn. Now, I will say this. UConn is not trash like they used to be in 2009 when they beat Notre Dame. But what I will say is... You know, they won their, I believe they won their bowl game last year. And someone, please correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I'm pretty sure they won their bowl game last year. And, um, you know, NC State, you know, right now they're not, they're not, you know, they're not a trash can, but, but look, their coach, Dave Doran, has been there 11 years. He's been there quite a while. Now, last year was eight and five. Um, but, and, and he at, as, at the program has, has a 57% win percentage. So not great, but it it's a function of his talent or it's a function of his recruiting. I don't know. Um, in my opinion, if I just kind of look at coaching win percentage and talent, Notre Dame's got this in the bag.
4: Okay. You, you're saying that a quarterback, you know, Mr. Hartman is doing such a good job. He's a better quarterback than their quarterback
0: yeah I mean this is a good stump to host here. I actually don't have NC State's uh, quarterback stuff uh, queued up here so you you've got me uh you've got me ah, here I am but the um no I mean look I'm gonna be very honest I don't have this quarterback stuff. I don't even know who their quarterback is that that's how prepared quote unquote I am. okay, Brandon Armstrong, okay. Look, he, here's the deal. Uh, that's right. I do have some of these okay. macro stats. No, no, no. Here, here's the deal. So,
4: okay.
0: look, I talk about stats, stats of champions, right? And the, the third most important stat is passing touchdowns. Okay? Okay. And then there's passing guards, which is like farther down the list, you know, closer to like 1918 ranked on the list. Here's the problem. Their quarterback threw zero passing touchdowns last week versus yukon huh. okay whereas notre dame right now we've thrown a total of eight passing touchdowns now grant we play two games okay so take that for what it is but hartman has thrown eight passing touchdowns in two games uh, whereas nc state's quarterback has thrown zero and that is the third most the uh, second most important stat um the next piece is passing yards, yard points, which is doesn't really mean a whole lot. Um, but I mean, NC State only threw for 155 yards last week, uh, versus UConn, right? The, right now they're, they're tied for being ranked 104th in the country in that stat. So that ain't good. Now, what I will say is, you know, they're kind of, you know, singing to my heart here is NC State, uh, rushes the ball and they had three rushing touchdowns so you know good on you um but i don't know like it's I, if i look objectively look it's one game right you know but but at the same time it's like it's yukon right it's it's a team i i'm pretty sure they're independent you know nc state is in the nc the acc they should be better uh, who knows i mean I don't know. I, I just feel I'm getting rambly here, but if oh. I if I just look at, at if I just take one game in in under the petri dish and looking at under the magnifying glass, I'm not impressed with what I see.
4: Okay, good, good. Well, stat stat
2: correct for you. And Jelly had two touchdowns, so Hartman only had two last week. Um, yeah, no, no. no. When, when
0: I say passing touchdown, I, 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 sorry. Yeah. Hartman Hartman has six total on the season and jelly has two. So, so when I say that I meant Notre Dame as a team. So, so my mistake, which,
2: which for me was probably one of the best highlights was Hartman out and getting, you know, Minchie and, and jelly that, that experience. Absolutely. I think that's exactly what that game was for. And I was extremely happy to see it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, th- that's what you're supposed to do against a, against a, a inferior team when they come into your house, it's your job to squash them, to to punch them in the face and say, yeah, I don't care if you're here. Uh, sorry, Jimmy Joe, if that's offending you, but this is how we roll. Um, oh. But oh. that's okay. We're drinking oh. Glenlivet here. I don't know if they drink scotch in India, but no, no, you, oh, no. you, you live in Idaho now, so I don't know what they roll I out do. there.
4: I do. I do. I love it.
0: You love I Idaho? Love
4: I do.
2: You got
0: what? I
4: want. I want to ask you, gentlemen. Why, oh, Mister Red Snapper? Hello to you.
2: Well, hello there, Jimmy Joe. You
4: You were not <laughs> on last week, were you?
2: Uh, not for the post game, unfortunately.
4: Oh, how come you're called Red Snapper?
2: I was a long snapper for my high school team, and red was our color, as shown by my icon, my avatar. That's our oh. helmet right there. So I was known as Red Snapper.
4: Oh how many how many points are we going to win this game by
0: what do you think jimmy joe
2: i was gonna say jimmy joe sounds like a betting man i know (laughs) he's he's like he's like egging me
0: on here (laughs) (laughs) jimmy joe what what what, what, do you have a score prediction let's just let's just cut through the fat here oh oh
4: oh oh. by 14
0: 14 14 point margin (laughs)
2: Yes. Notre Dame is giving seven and a half points.
0: I'm okay with that. Hey, we win. But winning by 14 points, win by
2: that's 14, okay. Is it going to be like 35 to, you know,
4: 35 to what? Seven? Ten? Well, Even though Mr. Hartman is so good, I think it's our defense that's going to make us win.
2: Interesting. So
4: over under
2: two turnovers for NC State.
0: Okay. He's he. I'll say this if if I if I read into what Jimmy Joe is talking about, he's t- saying our defense is going to do well, limit NC State. Um, and to reflect on kind of what he's, he's alluding to, I don't know if he means this on purpose, but I'm going to take it and run with it. Notre Dame right now is six in the country. Yes. And it's after, you know, one week of everybody playing, but, uh, Notre Dame has allowed their point, their opponents, uh, three points, (laughs) right. Each game. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So, so, so rank six in the country um you know the scoring defense right so so that's good that that's the average right average of three points so hooray um and then as far as you know defensive goes you know rushing defense averaging them to 107 rushing yards um limiting their opponents this this is great to 28 percent on third down what like that's awesome um you know sacks we could do better turnover margin we could do better um but but some of these things i think they will come um you know, I, everyone knows and that navy is a disciplined team so so that's good and we did play a team that just won so you know that's a function of the turnover margin so um i, I don't think jimmy Joe's necessarily wrong that i think the defense can build on the success of the previous two games and apply it into this game um a, as we go forward
4: Okay, thank you very much. I have to go.
0: Okay, thank you, Jimmy Joe.
4: Okay, bye, 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 Mr. Snapperman. Bye, Jimmy Joe. <laughs> bye.
0: <laughs> All right, peace be with you and with your spirit. At Jimmy underscore Joe twenty four on the Twitter, send him a follower. Our our newest. I, I don't know what do you what would you say, Red Snapper? He's like a he's become a he's become very impassioned with the show. I will say that.
2: Well, then why don't we just call him a passionate follower? Passionate
0: follower Jimmy Joe. I'm, I'm okay. And, and look, he didn't just jump off. He's He's got to do some other stuff important with his life, but he put us on mute. So that's cool. He's listening on. Lynch is on here. We see you here. Um, let's do a, a, little, a little bit of reflection. We've jumped a lot over to the NC State game. Um, I kind of want to do a little bit of recap of the TSU game. Just a little bit nothing too crazy um you know we've said a lot everyone's listened to probably five fit nothing or, or whatever other podcast or blog or press conference that they want to hear which is cool um <clears throat> a couple of things um, that kind of tease me up here into this um I read an article that was related to injury so Matt Salerno for some reason sustained a leg injury um so which probably happened in the fourth quarter it, or he was playing hurt. Um, now as badass as that is playing hurt I don't want anyone to be hurt so hopefully he's okay but looks like he's out for a little bit Um, Gabriel Rubio is still out from uh, the Navy game Um, so his return is unlikely that's that's uh, TBD and then the last one here and this is gonna this is gonna maybe I should pour more scotch here with this one uh, Devin, was,
2: if it's what I think it is, pour the it, drink now. Yeah, probably. It, <laughs> it, it
0: is what it, you think it is. It's Devin Ford. Um, So he is on concussion protocol. Um, And he, um, at, when it first happened, I was like, Ugh, damn it. But then I saw the replay and I'm like, oh shit, that was targeting. So Devin Ford, uh, of course, fumbled um, in the first quarter on a kickoff return resulting in uh, TSU getting the ball but then uh, we blocked the field goal so hooray for us but then in I I went back last night and this morning and re-watched this and I'm like good freaking lord this is absolutely horrendous officiating Ford like they they have changed the rules of kickoffs you know no wedge blocks They've, they've moved where they kicked the ball off, this and that, to kind of force touchbacks. Ford was targeted. Um, there, there's no way around it. And, and furthermore, and I don't just look at it as just like, oh, he's laying there like half unconscious, you know, where his body goes limp, which is really scary um these are things like i don't want doc to see you know because she'll be like i don't want our son to play football you know like the and and rational legit thought but i will say this ford the the, excuse me the the defender the guy in the kickoff team he doesn't come in with proper form tackling he comes in just kind of launches himself his arms aren't reached out for wrap up none of that so so in that regard i think it's it's targeting um. so it's, it's a complete bull crap now on the flip side of that you've got antonio carter who was kicked out of the game with two minutes left in the second quarter for targeting that was not targeting this is a you
2: know, that was a perfect s- form tackle
0: i i have watched that play and there there's there's a video going out there on on the internet where it's in slow motion his form tackling like if you put a leather helmet on him and natural grass and maybe put like that that sepia brown kind of like vibe to it that old timey kind of photo it is absolutely perfect perfect form tackling like like oh my gosh like head, i, I want to like pr- nothing but shoulder pad it, it, it it's it's head up ass low arms out wide base and he's he's driving with his legs and he's going to the side and and the only reason why maybe could be targeting is because the quarterback is like twisting and and lowering his head at the same time okay but apparently when carter does perfect form tackling you know driving with his shoulder and first off his helmet didn't hit his the other guy the quarterbacks or whoever's is uh it, it didn't hit his head, it hit his shoulder pad. And that's only because he was twisting. And furthermore, um, it just, <laughs> I'm so pissed about this. Now the, the, the flip side of this, or the, the bright side, if I may, um, he was, he's kicked out of the second half. So he is back for the first half of the SEC game. So I don't know, like, I have to I have to mention that because I was so pissed um, when I saw the targeting call against us, against Carter. And I was like, that is fucking bullshit. It is absolute bullshit. It is terrible. I thought it was awful. Bad officiating. We expect this from the ACC. And it was terrible. So with that, the toast tonight is going out. It's a two-fold toast. Number one to to Carter for proper excellent form tackling and then also to ford we're going to do a double toast here he took the hit like a man um you know i hope he recovers with concussions you know that that's a really scary bad thing but ford uh you took the hit um you know you know fuck you refs okay that's all i'm going to say to that so
2: rest up and get better
0: pretty much yeah exactly so those are the toasts of the night I imagine Lynch or Adam Dowling have uh, a comment on that.
5: Guys, how are you doing? Adam, how are you, man? Hello, Adam. Good, good. Yeah, the comment on that is what was crazy about all that is inside the stadium when that Ford hit happened, they kept on replaying it on the Jumbotron, the hit, like over and over and over and everyone was, like, waiting for, like, the the refs to be like, oh, it's under review, and it never came, and it was almost like the stadium just erupted because it was kind of a little bit of a sleepy start. Like, they weren't playing real good in the beginning on the line of scrimmage, and it it was almost like that, like, jolted the energy in the stadium and got the defense to, like, everyone was on their feet the whole time, that whole stand where we blocked the field goal and was like the defense was stopping them and then it almost brought energy to the game, honestly. And then when the second hit on Carter, that was like right in front of my seats. Yes. And he was, I mean, it was, they could not believe this penalty was happening and they didn't want the review. The stadium even was in more outrage. I mean, people were like attacking and I don't know if they showed it on TV But Marcus was, like, in outrage. Oh, he was pacing like a madman. I did not see that on the
0: TV. (laughs) He was
5: pacing like a (laughs) madman. Dude, he was on those refs. So, I mean, he was really close to getting a penalty. I'm going to be honest. Like, he was just – and the refs were just, like, putting their arms up. We have no idea. But, like, how can you even justify, like, not reviewing one – and then throwing the guy out for the other like I, I it just it's insane
0: well and, and it'd be one thing if it was like the sequence of them like 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 let's let's flip flip the sequence of that let's pretend the carter hit happened earlier in the game and then they're like maybe a little too sensitive and so they call targeting when it probably wasn't targeting but then the yeah, fourth hit the, happens and they're like oh we'll let off the gas on this and oh we'll just let the, let the boys play you know like That actually, in my brain, makes more sense, even though when I watch it, it doesn't. But, like, it's the complete flip-flop of that. It's That's not even the sequence in which
4: it happened.
2: It, honestly, it had vibes of Major League Baseball and the unwritten rules of throwing at a batter, and then the next team comes up and throws at them, and then (laughs) the guy gets ejected, even though nobody got warned. Like, that's that's literally
5: the vibes I got from it. I'm telling you guys, though, being in the stadium, it almost, like, incited the crowd, which, who incited the defense, and it was, like, it was, it brought so much energy in the stadium, where you could tell the defense was just, like, thriving off it.
0: Yeah, that was, that was in the second quarter when that happened, right?
5: Yeah, that was all, I think, I, I think it might have been the first quarter on the first one with fours. Yes, that's yeah, correct. Fox was beautiful. in the first quarter. Yes. We blocked the field and then we stopped them down on the south end, down by where my seats are. The where the Carter thing happened, then we end up stopping them too. But it was like everyone was on their feet, just going crazy to get a stop because it was everyone was an outrage.
0: Yeah, and and if if memory serves me well, and looking at the box score here and the play by play, I believe that the the series in which the Carter at uh, Alleged, alleged targeting uh, play happened. That was the series in which Tennessee State missed their field goal.
5: Yeah, and I think, I think they only went backwards after after that happened. Yeah. What, yeah. what do we say? Basketball ball never lies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, now that that game's over, I mean, what are you guys thinking about this? Like this game? I know some people may think I'm crazy, but. This game has worried me all summer.
0: Okay, like uh, so NC so I wanna I wanna I wanna pause on NC State real quick because because there's something that I need to talk about that, but I'll I'll do that a little later in the show. Uh, so Adam, if you want to just sit real tight here, I do want to get your feelings on that. Um, there's something you said real quick. Um, you were talking about like and and I've heard this from multiple places and and you know I talked to some other friends people offline not on Twitter about uh the game this uh this past week against Tennessee State and people are like oh Notre Dame came out slow or it seemed slow and you know and and of course if you look at the box score and you know okay the score was seven to three after the f- end of the first quarter like okay that is a that is a, a fact that's written down I did a little deep diving into that just to kind of understand like well okay what does that really mean I think what what it really comes down to is, look, Notre Dame started with the ball. It took us 10 plays to score a touchdown. Now, what's interesting is, on the flip side of that, we we kick off, it goes over to Tennessee State, and they end up going 15 plays for six and a half minutes until they get their field goal. So you've already had just two possessions, and we've already rolled off 12 minutes of clock time. Most of the, the first quarter is done and over with. Okay. Now, and then right after that is the forward hit, right? And Tennessee Tennessee State recovers, right? So it's first and ten, right at the Notre Dame 12. And, and fortunately, our defense just completely stuffs it, stuffs them. Incomplete pass. Run. No game. Incomplete pass blocked punt okay Uh, fantastic response by the defense right that that was the turning point of the game which is fantastic like so i'm not trying to like whitewash or sugarcoat or you know pick your metaphor i'm i'm just saying the 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 sheer if, if people want to be critical maybe the defense in the first series was slow okay by allowing tennessee state to put up 55 yards in six six and a half minutes for 15 total plays okay but they responded immediately right after that. And, and maybe that's a function of the, this new running clock rule, okay? So maybe we can expect this to happen. I don't know. But what I do know is right after that, the, the first time the offense actually got the ball, okay, eight plays, 80 yards, touchdown, okay? Tennessee State throws an interception. Notre Dame, four plays, two minutes, touchdown, three and out by tennessee state notre dame eight plays 53 yards touchdown Miss field goal then another touchdown by notre dame so it's like boom 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 um you know we didn't have any one play harold mary throw it to will fuller deep kind of plays okay but it's it's methodical play calling that makes sense the offense is cooking you can't stop us because you're an inferior opponent and there you go. So so
2: and honestly honestly that's what i attribute it to is the game script in the first quarter is really just kind of feeling out the defense and finding out where they're weak. So you're running at least you should be running from an offensive standpoint plays that are going to give you keys on how they're covering, you know, and and what their fronts and stunts are looking like. So you're going to want to grind on that first series just to, you know, really push and really expand to see what's going to work. And then your second series, which ultimately it, it shows just by what you just said, that we were able to find it and march down the field. So to me, it's more of rather than a bingo card, there's an actual script that's looking for investigative details on how are they covering us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt.
2: I mean, think of all the different sets and personnel groupings that we went through in that first series drive. It wasn't the same set. It wasn't the same personnel. It evolved as each play went, and you had guys subbing in and out, different formations. I I can think of three offhand in that first series that uh, different reactions every single time. And, yeah, it might have just been a run play, but we were picking apart and those double teams inside by the pulling guard. I mean, that was just beautiful to see. Yeah.
0: No doubt. No doubt at all.
5: The only thing that was a little concerning being at the game was it seemed like even though we were up a little bit, like we were losing the line of scrimmage a little bit in the first half. Like they were, they were definitely, we weren't pushing them around. But then it got better as the game went on.
2: Mm-hmm. So
5: I would I would say as smooth as Navy looked, how it looked like a perfect smooth operation. I felt like Tennessee State didn't look as smooth.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I will say this, and, and my my kind of rebuttal response, and this is maybe a function of of me with ro- rose colored glasses here, but still, you know, back to my stats is Hartman hasn't been sacked once yet this year um and is that a, is that a function of our line um being superior is that hartman being uh superior um i think it's a little bit of both i would um, just
2: agree both
0: you know and, and it's probably also a little bit that our opponent is inferior um so so i i guess, I guess the point i'm making is how much stock do we put in like, cause this show is very stat based and we kind of use that to produce some projection into the next game and, and whatnot. And you know, it's my crystal ball kind of crap. But the point is like, like how much of that do I actually believe going to the NC state game? But at the same time, NC state had the opportunity to play a, I think most of most college football fans, would agree that UConn is a lower level program, you know, and I'm using mad air quotes when I say that. Um, but Notre, uh, I mean, I mean, excuse me, NC state beat them, but they didn't like destroy them. Okay. So is that a function of UConn's finally getting a little better? Or is that um, NC state is just going to be down and have another eight and five year, i i don't know or
2: was it just game one yeah you know finally getting the engines rolling
0: yeah game one i mean how many times has notre dame come out stale in game one and then later on like yeah you know like shit go to 2018 right okay we played decent against michigan game one but then ball state and whoever else we fucking played after that right (laughs) it was like a 17 to 10 game Right, yeah, that's right. It was Vandy. We
5: only by five and Ball State by seven.
0: Thank you, Adam Dowling. So it's like, that's my point, right? Like, is it is it beginning of the season jitters? You're kind of working out the kinks, right? I don't know. What I do know is that we play two inferior teams. We smoke them the way you're supposed to. Alabama played an inferior team, Middle Tennessee, uh, and I got to see, actually, Tyler Buckner play uh, and score a, t- a rushing touchdown. And that, uh, they smoked them. So so there's a lot of parallels here. Now, I'm not trying to compare Notre Dame to Alabama. What I'm saying is that's another team that you expect to smoke Middle Tennessee, and they did. We were expected to to beat the crap at Tennessee State, and we did. So So I'm not going to, like, you know give ourselves a, a cookie here because we did what we're supposed to do. But at the same time, like I don't have to be ashamed of it.
2: At no, all we, we knew what the assignment was and it's assignment fulfilled. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I don't know how many times I said it last week. It was assignment football and you saw them get better as the game went on. And until they pulled all, you know, the majority of the first string after the first half, Yeah, you still had a couple of first string guys in there, you know, really showing the ropes to the second string guys, you know, come third quarter. But that was very much a know your assignment and, you know, next man up if we ever need it. And this is the exposure and the experience you need to get there. So I definitely, I, I saw it for exactly what it should have been. And I was extremely ecstatic that the score reflected that. And then we had the secondary in, you know, and, and, I, I loved how we had our starting running back in with Angeli just to give him that little extra comfort,
0: and mm-hmm. then
2: yeah, you know, he slowly opened it up.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I mean, when you, when you play a lower level team and you're up big going in the fourth quarter, yeah, that what a great time to put your backups in, get them some reps, some necessary reps, keep them engaged, get them some you know comfort. Uh, with some live reps it's a little bit of garbage time there but at the same time you know to see them score points uh, against the the uh you know the Tennessee state squad is is fantastic you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be upset about that
2: I just love the camaraderie it built because you saw Hartman giving signals to um and jelly when he was in and then you saw in jelly doing it when minchi was in okay. you know so it was just this camaraderie just amongst you could tell the quarterbacks with each other but you saw the same thing you know the the first string that was in in the third quarter you know Patton. you know good patent the guy you know next to him like come on get this one you know on the offensive line and you know some of the the second string uh, secondary on the defense, same thing, you know, reading keys and you saw the, the safeties pointing things out and making calls. So it was exposure that you saw.
0: Absolutely. Well, I know Jason Lynch jumped on, uh, earlier in the show and he kind of, we, we kind of, I don't know if we elbowed him off the, the, the armrest here and in, in the, in the seat here. Lynch, uh, any thoughts about Tennessee state or, or you want to jump into NC state?
3: No, y'all have covered it. Like, I, th- I completely agree. The first quarter was a little slow, but I think it's like Red Snapper said. It was just kind of seeing, you know, what they had as far as their coverage and, you know, seeing what their offense was going to do some, too.
0: Yeah. I appreciate that, that Lynch is coming in saying, y'all, that, that it's like he speaks with authority like he's from the South. You know what I'm saying?
2: Maybe that- just a little with a last name like Lynch, he better. I mean I mean they
0: they're serious about their football down there, right?
2: Oh, oh yeah. 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 What about the family?
0: Ugh. The
5: fan is badger. I,
0: I, I, I guarantee you we will talk about that later. Trust me. We we <laughs> trust me. Gentlemen, it's in the notes here. We we've got a flow of the show. We'll, we'll get to that. Trust me. <laughs> i can't wait i'm i'm like rubbing my hands here like ah here it (laughs) goes yes all right all right well well lynch has spoken with authority uh like a like a judge on the bench here (laughs) all right let's move on to nc state so um a little high-level thing. I did, did a little research here. One, one of my favorite websites. If you don't, if y'all don't know. I'm gonna, look at Lynch. He's like rubbing off on me. If y'all don't know about winsopedia you gotta check this out. This is one of the coolest websites ever. You can compare college football teams head-to-head. It gives you the history. It gives them their win streaks, their largest margin of victory, this, that, and the other. It's great, and it's a great website to go to to look at gee when how what is the history of notre dame versus nc state well this website tells you truth or a lie to red snapper notre dame has a losing record against nc state
2: i would say that's true
0: that is true notre dame is two or one and two one win two losses the first time we ever played each other was in 2003. Thank you, Tyrone Willingham. That was a bowl game. We lost 28 to six, and then uh, we lost in 2016, 10 to three. We'll come back to that. And then, of course, 2017, we won 35 14 in the Josh Adams Brandon Wimbush year. That was a game at home. So, the the we've played them three times, and we've had a neutral site game, we've had an away game, we've had a home game, and now we're going back with another away game. What's really weird about this is, ever since Notre Dame had their, you know, four or five game ACC, you know, game schedule, what have you, you know, are kind of like co-allegiance a little bit with the ACC, uh, starting, I think, 2014 when that started, we we've only played nc state twice which is really weird like yeah how many times have we played wake forest for crying out loud like i don't understand why it seems like we play some teams more than others but whatever i don't work in the scheduling department so so right now notre dame is playing this game to get to 500 which is kind of weird to think about against a team that we have no history with now grant's not very many but there's not a whole lot of teams that Notre Dame could say that we've played that we have losing records against. So that's that's kind of interesting. Um, the last time Notre Dame played NC State on the road, however, was 2016. And yes, that was a very, very bad year for Notre Dame. It was 4-8, and eight, and it literally was the year that If someone had taken me by the shoulders and given me a good, firm shake, that is the year that did it. And specifically, this game, 2016 Notre Dame at NC State in a fucking hurricane, was the inflection point for me. Lynch, you there?
3: Yes, yes. Yeah, so that was the the absolute hurricane bowl. I don't remember. I had read, it's been a while back, about how much it actually rained from kickoff to the final snap, and it was like an astronomical amount. Yes. A lot of rain. Like, it, it was a lot of
0: rain. That game. You know, here, here's my thought about this. Think of it another way. Notre Dame played Boston College... Adam Dowling was at that game. That game was in the snow. Now, Grant, we won, and we beat them soundly. But we had to play in the elements, and snow is slippery and whatever. Yes. But did it look like Notre Dame had their shit together, and they had their act together despite the rain or the the snow and the elements? Of course they did. Yes. Because they adapted their game plan for the elements for their opponent on the field. My biggest problem in this game from 2016 is you've got Notre Dame trying to do passes and other bullshit during the game. Exactly. This game 2016 was the inflection point for me and my fandom where I said, this is it. I'm done with Brian Kelly. After that game, after watching that shit show, I wanted his ass fired. And I maintained that status, quite frankly, always. Now, granted, we did better in 2017, 18, and so on, right? You know, and, and so it was like, well, he's doing better over the last the next five years, right? So, okay, I can't be too pissed, but we still don't really have anything to show for it. But still that that thought never left my brain about like look you have not erased the the mind diarrhea and the absolute absurd you know shitty coaching decisions you did in that game and so i don't want this just to be opinion and just uh you know because because let's let's face it i wasn't running a podcast in 2016 however What I did is I looked and did the exact same breakdown of that game from 2016 today. Every breakdown that I do after every post game show, like I did for uh, Tennessee State, like I did for South Carolina last year, like, like I did for USC last year, everything. I went and did. All right. So we lost by seven points. We lost three to 10. Okay. now keep in mind no team scored an actual touchdown on offense the only touchdown that was scored was by NC State because they blocked a punt and they they re- ran it back and recovered it whatever in the in the end zone okay that's how they scored and that's how they won okay here's the problem Notre Dame only ran the ball in a hurricane as Mr Lynch has has pointed out. We ran the ball 59% of the time. Now, Notre Dame ran 57% in Ireland, 52% against Tennessee State. Those games are in nice weather, you know, nice nice grass, turf, whatever. We're playing in the rain. We're playing in the elements. That shit ain't going to work. Passing the ball. Our coach is stupid to make Deshaun Kaiser in 2016 pass the ball you know all the times he did that right. Deshaun Kaiser's completion percentage was 34%. It's absolutely right. atrocious. We we attempted 26 passes in a fucking hurricane. Are you insane? And
3: didn't the ref have to hold the ball down a couple times because it was floating off the field or was that you know, was, I, I want to say I, that happened.
0: wouldn't surprise me if that happened.
3: I think it was that game.
0: Here's here's the deal, truth or a lie, Lynch. Did any team have more than two hundred yards total in this game? No. No, that's a hundred percent correct. Now, did Notre Dame have one hundred fifty? More or less total yards. Less. Less. 113 yards. Notre Dame had 113 total yards of offense. NC State had 193. And we tried to throw the ball 26 times in a hurricane. Now, now both teams had like like similar play calls like like 64 and 65 respectively but quite frankly like it's ridiculous right and and it's going to be messy there's going to be fumbles and the ball's slippery right okay but the play calling was trash okay i, I looked at some of the the game gameplay here the, this is ridiculous notre dame first drive 3 and out <laughs> it's like we're throwing to the cj sanders then incomplete pass then a three-yard loss pass to adams right and then new semester punt nc state ends up marching the ball down and if anyone remembers what their first play was it was a, f- a stupid flea flicker okay and and you know none of that bullshit was happening the rest of the game they're like okay We're just going to go 1924 style football here. Everyone's put leather helmets on and get and start getting ready to run the power sweep. Okay, you can run blast or trap through the A gap or the B gap. Those are your plays when you're in that kind of environment. Just get in an I formation, put the tight end in there at the fullback and just push the pile forward. Get into rugby scrum. That is your offense in those shitty elements okay because like if anyone any of you guys played high school football or college football or whatever okay everyone remembers that practice in the rain or that game in the rain or the snow or whatever you know that the, when the elements right do you think back to those like crazy games in the snow or the rain and think oh that game was shitty or terrible
2: no, I, I remember that game being super fun. That that's yeah. my
0: thought as well. Okay? And and my whole thought is like, look, if we if this is the environment that we're doing right now and this is how we're rolling, those games are fun because you get weird. Things get weird and crazy in in the environment in, in when 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 weather, when weather it becomes an equalizer. Okay, and our coach was stupid enough to pass with Deshaun Kaiser, and and it's like, like what what are you doing, you dipshit? No, like, like I, in in one of my my earlier podcasts I ever did, you know, I, I made some crazy claim, and I still stand by this that you could have pr- taken the team knowing that the weather was going to be shit. And you could have taken them over to the Compton Ice Rink and had practice on the ice. Right. You could have done that and said, "Look, this is the kind of bullshit you're going to have to deal with on Saturday. It's going to be messy. It's not going to be nice. You're going to be slipping and sliding all over the place. You need to have firm footing. You 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 cannot cut the way you're supposed to. This is going to be just man ball, power football. You know, run it down their throat kind of stuff. And look." I know we're going to fumble. We're going to muck up handoffs and snaps and stuff. But you know what? We're going to outman them. We're going to be tough. And we're just going to try to be disciplined in an assignment. And it's not going to be sexy. It's not going to be pretty. But we're not going to deliberately call plays to put you guys in a losing situation. And damn it, that is the problem I had with Brian Kelly. He put us in a position where it was a no-win situation. And it's absolutely Bullshit! And as soon as that game was over, I was like, "Fuck you, Brian Kelly! You need to get your ass fired."
3: I said that after a bunch of games.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but but that that was the game that tipped it. Like I was pissed at after at Michigan State. Michigan State, I was like, "How the hell that happened?" Duke, I was like, "WTF?" Then that game happened. I was like, "Okay, trust me. I feel like I could have called a better game." Like, like, that's how bad it was, and, and I know that's arrogant and whatever, you know, I'll get some hate on that on Twitter, but, like, look, there's no fucking way that I would have called that in that environment. No, no effing way. On grass, by the way. It's not a hey, turf at- field, it's a grass field.
3: Natural grass
0: field. I don't know what it is now, but...
3: Yeah, they should have gotten like the fire department to bring in fire hoses and just sprayed them in the face the entire practice. And
0: that's what I'm saying. Like, like just just turn the sprinklers on. Like, like get some hoses. Like, just have have a coach on the side of the line. You know, sidelines with a super soaker. I don't care. Okay, you know, co- take take the ball, cover it in butter, like whatever. Okay, <laughs> right. Think of something. To make it difficult for you to practice. Make it difficult. Your job is to make practice hell so games are easy, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, he's not our coach anymore, so I, I can I can kind of step back and I don't have to give him too much grief. Um it'd be a much interesting much more interesting podcast if BK was still our coach, but he's not, so uh, and and here's and here's another thing
2: thank god for
0: that amen there's no way in hell sam hartman would be at notre dame if brian kelly was still our coach no
3: no, there's no way no way at notre dame
0: no way he would have gone to alabama or something like that guaranteed guaranteed (sighs) all right that that's my little rant about the 2016 game um If anyone wants to have further questions about that, you know, by all means that, that is a, that is a key moment in my Notre Dame fandom where it made me really rethink things. It was that game. That was the inflection point for me. Um, I I don't know what it is for other people, but for me, I was like, this is God awful. This is unacceptable. Three to 10 against NC state. And, we ended up being two and four after that game. Mm-hmm. Oh, so bad, so bad. Uh, anyway, and we don't need to talk about you know how poor we were on third down, how poor we were on um, you know our uh, our scoring drives. You know we were one of thirteen. <laughs> so bad. Um, our yards per point was 37.7, really bad. Um, it's, it's not good. So really bad at least hey, eight, you, you got a, got a kick.
3: Yes. Solidified the most points score.
0: <laughs> That's right. Notre Dame scoring champion, Justin Yoon. There it is. Yeah,
3: the, the kicker. <laughs>
2: All right. I'm looking forward to this week because I think this week is going to be a complete shift. And I, I expect more first quarter kind of systematic drive, first series. And I want to see the line of scrimmage owned from the first series. I want to, that That's the step from last week to this week, that both the offensive and defensive lines need to start fresh in the first quarter and just take over the line of scrimmage.
0: No complaints, no arguments there. Absolutely. Absolutely none. Well, there's Adam Dowling here. He's been really quiet here listening to my ranting here. Maybe maybe he's, you know, winding down for the night. But uh no, that's the that's the story there on BK and NC State. Um going into this game, you know, look, we've mentioned before Notre Dame's getting seven and a half points. Um Look, we we are a better team. We have better talent. Now, their coach is clearly more experienced, Dave Doran. He's been there quite a while. Um, But they're coming off a win. Uh, We'll see how it is.
2: And they're at home. So, something to to definitely be conscious of, which is why we need to go in and set the tone. Fly across that line of scrimmage, strap it up a little bit tighter, and get ready to hit.
3: Yeah, take the the – Face out of it really fast yeah
2: the attitude needs to be you're gonna feel me all game long
0: yeah the the thing that gives me a lot of hope is the top six stats um notre dame's clearly put up a lot of touchdowns we're number two in total touchdowns number two in passing touchdowns this is in the country grant we've played two games um we're number 16 in scoring offense which is great um scoring defense were sixth total defense were sixth and rushing touchdowns were seventh so we're, we're looking really good compared to to NC State in all of those categories um right now all of them are, are getting green lights for me so I, um, I I do think we'll win you know again NC states played just won the game so it's really hard to gauge um how they where they bounce. Um, going into this week, you know we we are fortunate to have played in that early week. Uh, so we've started early. So I feel like we have the advantage um, just from a just from an overall just getting into a groove, finding finding who we are as a team. I What I will say is this, last game versus Tennessee State, you know, Hartman, you know distributed the ball well we distributed you know who was scoring who wasn't right there wasn't really one player on offense that really dominated or you know this isn't you know Will Fuller or you know you know Josh Adams or uh, you know Golden Tate or whomever that's just you know being in the spotlight you know if anything it's just Hartman just because he's distributing the ball well um yeah, you know, I guess Angeli also threw two touchdowns, but the point I'm making is, I think this is the week where we start to see a little bit of separation, maybe in the receivers, maybe even a little bit of the rushing.
2: Yeah, I could see that. I could see you know which receivers get out of their breaks a little bit cleaner, which ones you know consistently you know Hartman's able to go to. I think it's a mixed bag when coverage is soft and he's got his pick of the litter and so it's just going through his progressions and okay I'm gonna but when you have to get the ball and put it into a tight window I think that's one thing we haven't seen from Hartman yet is him having to thread that needle because he's had so many different options so it'll be interesting to see you know how the defense for NC State does you know put coverage on our receivers and then does a number one you know, or a two a 2A emerge, and then Hartman see how he he reads his progressions through that.
0: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt at all. The um, the one thing I w- I did want to mention here is um, there was a touchdown that happened um, in the third quarter, and it was great because this is when Angeli starts coming in, right? So um, I mean pretty much, and played pretty much all of the second half, other than a little bit from Minchie, and you know, his first series, okay we had to punt, but his neck, the next series, the first series that he comes in, and he gets a passing touchdown do you guys know who, who he threw it to?
2: I want to say it was Price
0: yeah baby yeah baby yeah let's do it now it was funny is 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 when that was happening um i kind of like was like really keying in on the tv like oh are they gonna do it are they gonna? and they didn't do it in notre dame stadium i i think adam dowling can comment on this if, if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure they didn't play the prices right theme in notre dame stadium but um i i gotta mention that because we got we gotta give prices to yes he's one of the many players but your last name is price i mean come on
2: i i would have thought last weekend would have been the perfect time to do it with the passing of bob barker that would have been a nice little like homage to him too. that's
0: my thought too what the hell notre dame like just again ask for forgiveness not permission like whatever like come on notre dame get over it you know you for that
2: notre dame legal team i know you listen why don't you get on it and get the permissions from the actual TV show?
0: It's called Dollars. All right. Just, just. Good grief. All right. I don't know. <laughs> uh, good times. Well, but to Jerry and Price, he gets a, a passing touchdown from Jelly. It was great. That was, that was, that was awesome. So, no complaints. All right. Um. A couple other things here we want to wrap up uh so after after Notre Dame's beat down okay you know the 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 first weekend of, of official college football didn't really didn't really disappoint you had clemson losing to duke we'll talk about that soon but lsu
2: <laughs> that was awesome i watched lsu
0: be quite on they they lose to florida state again first game of the season again which i thought was weird that they're playing each other you know two two years in a row at neutral sites but whatever um i thought that was bizarre is that like a tradition i don't think so um but the second season in a row they lose their opening big primetime game on a sunday and, uh, and and it's so typical of bk is is crazy like i mean Twitter Twitter was a mess of just Notre Dame fans with shit-eating grins.
2: Dumping on yeah, <laughs> dumping on LSU. I loved every second of it. Irish breakdowning Brian Kelly.
0: That's right, amen. So I mean, and, and then and then his press conference is just like we're just the Notre Dame fans are doing that eye roll thing, just like God, come on, man. We we've heard this from you before. <laughs> yeah, and it's then,
3: not his. It's
0: not his fault. Uh, All I will say is that LSU fans, we tried to warn you. We told you this was going to come, and you didn't believe us, and now you're you're dealing with this shit, and it's like, hey, you're making Mike Norvell at Florida State look really good, and I'm not saying he's the bee's knees or anything like that. You know, it's just... That's a and coach. He's not a
2: slouch either, but he's I not. No,
0: Norvell <laughs> is a halfway decent coach. He's had to look. He's had to pull himself up by his bootstraps. He had a very rocky start at FSU. To when he started, um, his players, I think, circled a petition to get him his him, his ass fired. So I mean, like, he's had to win over his players while still being a hard ass, getting into them and say, "Listen, man, you're at Florida State, you know," and like. Look, I don't like Florida State at all, okay. But they do not make you know top. They are not in my top tier hate teams at all. Part of me kind of kind of respects them, a little bit, uh, and don't ask me why. It's just kind of a weird thing. Um, I will say this: I love the chop. Like I hate it, but I love it. Like it's it's a weird oh. love hate thing. And like when I see oh. it and I hear it, oh. like I don't know, like. I will say this. It's it,
2: amazing to experience when it's against it, a team that it's you just love. Fucking hating.
0: cool! Like, can we just admit the chop is fucking cool? Like, the like. I'm it's sorry. Cool. It, it is cool. Like, like. Uh, hit me on twitter right i i'm losing as, followers as long
2: it's as it's not happening to you the chop is well awesome. <laughs> sure but like
0: but even if it is happening to me like 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 when notre dame went down to florida state in what what year was that red 2014 and and that was a that was a fucking crazy game right and we should have won that game by the way um if not for a bullshit call pick play whatever that's that's a whole other story but the Look, I I didn't mind it when it was happening to us in that game either. It's like, like that's who you are. That's your Florida State. You're the Seminoles. Like, like you guys are embracing it fully. I got no problems with that. Like, it's it's loud. It's obnoxious. It's annoying. It's kind of what chants kind of are. And and what it really reminds me of is like if you go to England and you watch a legit soccer game. They're doing all these fucking cheers, and you have no idea what they're saying. Oh, the
2: songs are freaking. That's awesome. what I'm saying.
0: And those fans, like, you want to talk about passionate fans? Go to an English soccer game, okay? I I've been fortunate to have gone to one, okay? But we sat up in the cheapos, and we were just kind of like, yeah, we're just kind of here for the experience. But you know, go Rams. The whole point is like, like that's passionate, passionate sportsmanship or, or pass, passionate fans, okay?
3: And the- even like, I guess, minor league soccer is pretty big, like semi-pro soccer. Yeah. Even, even here, we've got one of our kids that plays on our junior high team, uh, plays semi-professional soccer in Kansas City. And like, he excels at it. He's really good. <coughs>
0: Well, and that's funny because here in Indianapolis, you know, we've, we've got a, a, a team that they're not MLS, but the Indy 11, that's their name. Like they, they, the city and whatnot finally, and some, some big donor people finally got together and decided to build them a stadium and they're going to turn into this big, like sports complex. And then like, you know, entertainment center. And they, they found some old property, you know, near downtown and they're going to kind of revitalize it and it's near the river and all this stuff. Like, it's going to be awesome. And it's like, I was pointing out to the doc because we we took the baby to the zoo, you know, before, for the holiday. And I was like, Hey, yeah, that property over there, you see that that's going to be the new stadium. And she's like, Oh shit, that's really close to Lucas oil. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be awesome. And then we kind of like on the way home, we're driving kind of by it. And then she's like, wow, that's really close to everything down here. I'm like, it's going to do so much for the, for the neighborhood around here just as like revitalizing it. But then like the Indy 11, it's got, this like really like firm fan base here in Indianapolis. And it's like, I, I really think like Americans are finally like, like jumping on the soccer bandwagon and not, not like I'm a huge soccer fan. Cause I'm not, you know, cause it, whatever, but like, like I don't hate soccer. I actually think it's kind of cool. Uh, it's a great sport. Um, I like soccer. Like soccer. <laughs> I knew red. <laughs> it's a great sport. You're a fucking good striker. Yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, you need to brush up on your Sy- Sylvester Stallone movie trivia there. But the uh
2: Cliffhanger, baby, great Cl- movie. Cliffhanger
0: is a fucking great movie. Okay, <laughs> it's it's cheesy as hell, but I want to watch it now. Let's watch it. Boss of Cotton Sick, and not 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 Jason Jason, uh, He Man Hendricks. Hey Lynch uh-huh. Lynch, can we get uh, Hendrix's face on He Man's body? Can we do that?
3: Uh, absolutely.
0: Let let let's let's get a t-shirt going with that. Put, yes. Put we'll, uh- put that shit on Whammy Swag, and and I'll buy it. Okay.
3: Yes,
0: yes, I'll try to work on that tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, do it tomorrow. It's fine. It's kind of (laughs) late. All right, so LSU loses. Notre Dame fans are happy. Uh, LSU is just like WTF because they didn't believe us, and we told you so.
3: Yes, and I've
2: got... time Colorado.
0: Yeah, I don't have that in my notes. Okay, and I said this on, on a previous show i've reserved pretty much all opinions on uh Deion sanders on colorado because i'm just like i just kind of want to wait and see and then i looked at their schedule and i was like fuck they opened this this year with T- tcu did to put up yeah. 40 plus in your first game i mean you talk about big 12 right it's a good thing colorado's gonna join the big 12 next year so it's like a it's just a points gas where it's just chips salsa offense and the defense is just over on the sidelines eating donuts i guess (laughs) but it's like seriously um colorado wins they they uh yeah i mean it's it's not bad um at the end of the day they they Beat the team that played in the national championship. I mean, yeah. shit.
3: But do you, I, see, I've kind of thought, like, I don't know if TCU, and I don't keep up with TCU football, but I don't know how many players they were down from, from well, what. They lost
2: their starting quarterback. They lost a couple interior guys. Defensive line, they lost two, I believe. So, I mean, it was a decent, they looked a little bit smaller and, you know, even the, the broadcasters were saying that, but it, it was, I don't know if anybody's had a chance to see the pregame speech, but that, that got everybody going and it was, it was perfect. It's us against the world. And, you know, basically now is your time. Like now's the time to show up. And basically, he was asking rhetorical questions that the the team started answering. And that's how the whole thing ended. It was galvanizing. Like, I was ready to strap a helmet on and play after watching it. And it, it just, it was beautiful to see. Like, every single one of those players was there for the guy next to them. And it was beautiful to watch because it was about go out, you know, and just play your best. You've worked. You've done everything you need to do. Now it's about every down and taking everything out of it yeah
0: well and and i think and then i'll let lynch go here i think what it is 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 if you're at colorado you're you're feeling really good about yourself because you you were able to go in there into someone else's house by the way on the road and there's all this media hype with your coach and you know, there's all this quote unquote turmoil and people transferring and this, that, and the other. And it's like, look, at the end of the day, you end up winning. You end up putting up more points than the other team. And that, uh, look, I I didn't look at the box score of the game or anything like that. So I I can't speak with authority on this, but at the same time, it's like, look, you won the game. And and it's like, like, you're going to shut a lot of people up when you go to someone else's house, especially TCU. Uh, Like if they had played like Colorado State or, you know, Montana or, you know, pick a team in you know, you know, the mountain time zone that no one really cares about be a different story. But you went down to a big 12 team, a team that was played for a national championship and grant they got their ass kicked. But I think most teams were going to get their ass kicked by Georgia last year. But the point is, y- you won, and you. Everyone was expecting you, Colorado, to lose, and lose by many, many points.
2: Yeah, I didn't even give them a chance to keep it close. Oh, like
0: I don't even know what the spread was. I remember hearing that, and I was like, "That seems ridiculous," and it wasn't. And they, they, sm- they, they didn't smoke them, but they, they, they won.
2: They smoked the line. That's for sure. Well, and
0: and it's like, okay, like. Like Vegas is full of shit, and you know whatever. But like she is, so and then and then they have to turn it around, and they're going to play Nebraska next.
3: Yeah, and I think that'll be the true test, just to see how they hold on throughout the year.
0: I mean, I will say this: Nebraska's favored to win this game. I mean, they lost the Minnesota or whatever, you know. So like, who knows about that? But I mean look Colorado like we should we should talk about this you know because because I I have come on this podcast before saying that Notre Dame could first off they should schedule a the next shamrock series other than the 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 rescheduled game they have to do with Wisconsin up at Lambeau other than that game which they have to do they should do the next shamrock series in Colorado they should do it in mile high in Denver now I personally would rather they do Boise State because that's just me. But if Colorado is on the uptick with Deion Sanders and some of that other showmanship, whatever, look, that's what Notre Dame is. Notre Dame is the fucking show, show, show circus all the time. I mean, come on, give us, give us a break, right? Let, let's admit it. Notre Dame sometimes feels like a traveling circus with going to fucking Vegas or down to texas yankee fucking stadium or even ireland all right no disrespect to, to, to any of these places notre dame can can pack the butts in the seats because it's notre fucking dame right which is great and and that's one of the reasons why we love them okay all i'm saying is why don't you just strike while the iron is hot schedule a game it's colorado now in mile high like i like i think that would be great like if you did that in two years 2025 in mile high come on man like it'd be great do it right do and and do it to start the season or something i don't know like, uh, like i don't i haven't looked at nerdy schedule if that's even a possibility but oh, i
2: think dion would jump at a why would he not you know I think he would jump at that just because of the the exposure, like we were talking about last week, the the audience that Notre Dame brings with it. That's exactly what he's been preaching to his players. That's how he did the majority of his recruiting. Is the exposure you're going to get being at this school?
3: Yeah, and I think, you know, I think you know it's just it's one of those things where he's going to be. You know, it'll be hard to say what he does this year, but. You know, a lot of people are already like, well, he brought in 83 transfers or 86, however many it was. That's a lot. That's like building an all-star, all-state team with just, you know, nothing but solid talent. But I want to see how it holds out through the season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Notre Dame, last time Notre Dame played Colorado here on It was in 1995 was in Tempe. And we lost 41-24. to And just to
2: give you an idea, the spread was, uh, Colorado was getting 21 points.
0: I remember thinking it was like stupid high, like 20 points. And they are actually not favored against Nebraska. Nebraska is favored.
2: It's going to be interesting to see for sure. But I'm definitely loving that
0: i mean i mean they lost in minnesota like so i like i don't know what it is like like clearly nebraska's volleyball team is bringing more people in than their football team right now but which is fine like i have no problem with that but the um yeah i don't know i mean they got matt rule now so so that's you know we'll see how that goes but i don't know it's it's nebraska i mean i'm not saying you can't get good talent at nebraska okay but it it's going to take a few years, and I'm really hoping that their fan base can just simmer down and just whatever.
2: Mm, it looks like Colorado is actually favored.
0: Is it? All right. Colorado,
2: minus, Colorado minus
0: three and a half. ESPN's is telling me 58% win probability for ne- Nebraska, but they don't have the actual they don't have the line show. Yeah, uh, yeah, that is weird. His yeah, it says is- the line the line is 3 points. I agree. But then the predictor I don't, I don't know. why do I trust ESPN? I shouldn't even be on this website. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, one last thought. Clemson, Clemson losing. Okay. So Cle- I watched that game. Clemson looked fucked in that game. Like like and, and here's the thing. I did a I didn't go into the whole spreadsheet piece with this but I just kind of thumbed through the yard points, yard points, okay, passing yards, rushing yards and just the pure athleticism I saw of Clemson over Duke was far superior for Clemson. Way more yards, way more athleticism. Like there was like a like a like a fumble that a, like a defensive back or cornerback picked up started to run back and someone from Clemson just totally out, out, you know, ran him and tackled him, obviously before he could score. It was their I, I don't even know if it was Clubnick, Klub, but but all I'm all I know is Clemson clearly has better athletes, clearly um, has a coach that has a reputation for winning. But now everyone's starting to say like, well, maybe only one because of Venables with this great defense, and you had two really good quarterbacks you know with Deshaun Watson and uh what's his what's his face with the herbal essence long hair right who, who embarrassed the <laughs> fuck out of Notre Dame um, Lawrence. yeah Lawrence thank you um like are people starting to question double Sweeney like is the reason why you were successful is only because you had transcendent quarterback play and yeah, then yeah and a good DC and then maybe and and, and those are hey trust me those are two great great combinations right good defense good quarterback sign me up man I'm i'm a i'm a homeless person on that mountain you know cooking a can of beans okay doing that all right i will do that this day and that day every time on sunday no problem but clemson loses and then duke now does that game get interesting like the Look, Duke
2: game absolutely it does.
0: Well, cuz here's the thing. Like, okay, so we we Navy, Tennessee State, right? We won those two games. We got NC State this week. All right, we got to pay attention to that. Then we got Central Michigan the on Saturday the 16th, which we'll talk about in a minute. And then Ohio State. Right after that, the week after, no no rest for the weary here. We've got Duke at Duke.
2: I think it's going to be an interesting measure because we play both Duke and Clemson at their homes. Yeah. So it's going to be an interesting, I think we could be the measuring stick to see, okay, what team really is the better of the two.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I don't disagree with you at all. The, um,
2: and I would imagine that Clemson's got more talent. I just think Duke is a more cohesive team because they definitely look like it on Saturday.
0: I will say this, you know, and I don't know what's happening with the rest of of you know college football specifically in the Big Ten or whatnot. But look, Cle- they just beat Clemson. Their next game is against I'm looking at Duke's schedule here. Lafayette, the Northwestern, then Yukon, <laughs> who NC State just played, then Notre Dame. So so what I will say is this it is very possible that Notre Dame will play an undefeated Ohio State team and an undefeated Duke, Duke team. T- yeah. All right. Then they'll play Louisville. Then they'll probably play an undefeated Cal or uh, USC game. Southern Cal team. I mean, like, like what? This is weirdo world here, right? Where Duke is potentially undefeated.
2: Here's here's the interesting. That's weird. Thing too, from. From the conversation we had last week about the strength of schedule being affected by an FCS team, now it's looking after week one that we're gonna have. (laughs) Let's see, one, two, three, four, now five top twenty-five teams.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Why not? You
0: know, like, like, and I, I don't want Clemson. Like, I have no real bad blood with Clemson, right? You know, like. I, I think for them as a program, I'm kind of like, well, you guys better turn shit around. But I mean, it's one game, right? Whatever. But, you know, like that, that'll be our 10th game. Yeah, you know, like so far down. That's in November, man. Like it, we're going to have threats of snow here in Indiana when that's going down, right? Yeah. So, so coming up to that game, um, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. it It's really interesting with with Duke winning because because I was really happy to see that. And what's really fun about that is is seeing Mike Elko, a former defensive coordinator who was at uh, Texas A and M under Jimbo, and he gets the nod and and takes the head coaching job at Duke. I thought it was a great hire by Duke. Someone with kind of some a, a little bit more of a defensive discipline, but shit to hold Clemson with all of that talent. To the number of points they had, damn man, like that that's legit. Okay. And to see Duke do it convincingly, soundly, this isn't like the ref saves you or you got lucky on some sort of fluky play. Like, no, you guys look like you were disciplined, you out, you were focused, you out hustled them, and you just wanted to win more. And and Clemson looked confused, and yeah, they have a lot of talent. But when the rubber met the road, you, you couldn't put points on the scoreboard.
2: They they looked like deer in headlights, got punched in the mouth and dazed, and all of a sudden forced two touchdowns.
0: Which which is really strange coming from a Clemson team, uh, you know. Ever since you know 2015, quite frankly. Um, and, and you know I'm seeing stuff on Twitter like, well, Notre Dame broke Clemson, this, that, or the other. You know, I. I whether that's true or not is is to be determined um it's kind of fun to think about but at the same time it's like you know like i'm not saying that clemson's imposters what i am saying is that dabo sweeney was fortunate to have two great quarterbacks coupled with a good defense in the same time period and those things overlapped and gelled nicely okay the the Gosh, it, it, if you have a Clemson great... Th- th- those are two things that, that help you win ch- championships. And to have both simultaneously, damn, that's great. That's great.
2: Clemson's Clemson's going to have two weeks to repair itself and get itself you know, straight. Because they have Charleston Southern next week and then Florida Atlantic the week after that before uh, hosting Florida State at Death Valley. So mm-hmm. that's going to be game on the september 23rd saturday so that'll be an interesting thing is was it a fluke where they just okay game one you know just very young talent just not cohesive or is it a real deal like they just are that bad this year we'll know that week
0: yeah i i think so too and i, and I think look i mean we we going to have to get into ether here of all the teams above Notre Dame and any of these rankings right now because we're not going to talk about that. Um, yeah, it's week two. Yeah, it is week two. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. It's week two. It's week three for Notre Dame, right? I don't know why they say week zero. It's kind of confusing. But, um
2: it's like zero period. <laughs> it's still a freaking class.
0: It has it, yeah, zero period. <laughs> what are we on, a block schedule here? I don't know yeah the uh, the whole piece is is very strange so um last piece here red snapper uh, so we uh we won't get into details here so uh just a quick preview we will have a post game show uh this saturday for the game so check us out on saturday after the game uh we'll be here and then i was kind of doing a little foreshadowing so right now we're looking at episode 96 Episode 100 is coming up. Now, the question is, I'm getting really dangerously close to 1,000 followers on Twitter, at faithful underscore Irish. Uh, I think when I checked uh, yesterday or this morning, I was at 994. So we're getting really, really close here uh, to that that 1,000 followers. What will happen first, 1,000 followers or 100 episodes of this podcast? Ooh. Uh, 996 as of right now. That's what I'm at. Okay, we're we're getting there. So yeah, but how many of those are like bots and you know just?
2: (laughs) I don't know. I don't don't know.
0: know. (laughs) We'll see. But um, so that so all right. So we got the schedule coming up here. We got we got this game. Uh, obviously we'll do a a show next week on Tuesday. Uh, going into the Central Michigan game. Uh, we will not. We will not be doing a Central Michigan post game show. Uh, we have a. Uh, we have an uh, another uh, family obligation to fulfill. Uh, so we will not be doing that. So what that means, if we fast forward and you want to do some foreshadowing, some math. My right now, as the schedule goes, the 100th episode of the Fighting Irish Faithful show. Will be the Ohio State post game show. Whoop whoop! I hope it's a good one. <laughs> all right. That's all I gotta say. I-, I will say this: I have the music already planned out for that game. All right. Um, if it's a win, so I'll just say. Gonna
2: give, give us a hint?
0: No, no hint. Um, no. it's awesome and uh i'm excited so the uh so we'll see uh we don't want to count it look we got we got two more games to happen like if we lose this fucking central michigan and then beat ohio state that's kind of weirdo world um so maybe maybe the music won't be appropriate but the point is look we don't have to get too crazy with that so so we will not do a post-game show of central michigan but episode 100 will be uh, at right now with the schedule the post game show of the ohio state game uh, at night which means it's going to be really late uh we're talking was that 11 30 uh probably starting start time depending on when nbc you know lets us go um, we can fire up the mics so we'll see how it goes um but, yeah, that, that's the schedule right now. So, no post-game show for Central Michigan, and that game's on Peacock. That's not why we're not going to watch it uh, again. Another family <laughs> obligation. Uh, but that also maybe means that Red Snapper and I can watch it later at another time. So, we'll go from there. So, any other thoughts? My brother or Jason Lynch? We lost uh, Jimmy Joe. We lost Adam Dowling and... Uh, he man of the universe, Hendrix
3: No, I think everything's covered. I'll I'll be at the Central Michigan game,
0: so. Oh. If
3: y'all don't watch. I'll uh, I'll get some details in the in the group message.
0: Excellent. You can you can be the boots on the ground here. Uh, maybe we'll just throw you the keys to the car and make you run the show. How about that?
3: No, no, that would be horrible.
0: You don't want to do that. Get on a Twitter <laughs> space.
3: Yeah. It would probably be... Yeah, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be good. No, it wouldn't
0: be good. Just drink a bunch of scotch. it will be fine, all right? Just <coughs> pull up ESPN Box four and just talk to that. Like, that's what I do. Well, and, have to
2: box, stay, and stay away uh, from the Taco Bell don't. pre-show. Yes, I think I think it would probably... <laughs> spit break
0: out my record. scotch as you do <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh,
0: that was great. All right, men. Well, very good. Fun show. Great show. Um, I'm happy... That, um, yeah, I mean, look, Notre Dame needs to improve. We need to to beat a Power 5 team, which is great. And, um, yeah, that, that's pretty much anything else. I,
2: I look at each of these three weeks as stepping stones. We had Navy. Now we had an FBS. Now we have a Power 5, just one step, each improving on the week before to get ready for Ohio State. So just keep climbing those steps.
0: Absolutely. No doubt. Well, I think that's going to wind us down here tonight. This is the Fighting Irish Faithful Show, part of the Dos Leprechauns media universe here. Um, We're happy to be in your phone, in your ear, during your drive, during your work. During your gardening, whatever the fuck you're doing, it doesn't matter. Cheerleading
2: competition, you know.
0: Yeah, cheerleading. <laughs> Jimmy, tip of the cap to Jimmy Gallagher. It's all good, um, and you know, tell your employer what you're listening to. It's totally fine. Very happy you've been part of us. Let's go out there, Irish. Let's let's kick the ass of the wolf pack here. Um, take that, Jack London. Right. <laughs> um, very happy to do this show uh, What else can we say It's been a good show um, That's pretty much it Oh we didn't get a twitter shout out Shit. Uh, we'll give to Lynch Jason Lynch you've been on pretty much the whole time You're staying stay with us, bring us Winding us down here with Celtic chant Jason Lynch you're the, the twitter shout out of the night At lynchmobnd On the twitter Go Irish, beat the Wolf Pack, beat them soundly, like they owe us money.